0: Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And today, Father, we're going to conclude our series on gifts of the Holy Spirit by talking about the one we haven't discussed yet, which is wisdom. And I wanted to just give you the floor here as far as guiding this the right way, because when I think of wisdom in in kind of the context of the faith, I think of the book from the Old Testament, um, which gives us essentially the beginning of of John's gospel there when the word was made flesh and the word has been with us since the beginning. I know I just said that wrong, but the core concept being there. So I wanted to give you the platform so I don't guide us wrong as I've already misquoted the Bible. So I'm going to give that to you here and take us away.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the word was in the beginning long before us. (laughs) Yes. And the word was God, that divine uh, logic that Would certainly go with the gift of understanding that we discussed in the last episode. Understanding is about having God's ideas for things, God's insight into things, God's uh, thoughts about things, God's view of things. Uh, We talked about how understanding may help us to see an event and have some insight into why that event takes place and how that relates to heaven, how that relates to our supernatural end. And so we have some ideas. We see things as more than just, uh, you know, human interests or economic interests or ideological interests. We see things according to a divine light. We see them more clearly. The gift of wisdom has to do with loving things as God loves them. And so we might think that while understanding primarily pours light into the mind, wisdom pours light into the heart. That. Uh, we 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 love as God loves, we will as God wills. And sometimes the distinction being, now often understanding and wisdom go together. When we understand why things are the way they are, we can will them usually more wholeheartedly. We can choose what what God is doing. We can say yes to it because we understand it. But sometimes we're able to say yes to things even that we don't fully understand. In fact, we have to do that quite a bit. We have to accept uh, life on uh, on God's terms in in so many ways every day. And that uh, gift of wisdom is about loving as He loves. So, uh, being able to approach life this way really makes a, a great difference. God loves. Uh, all things. He loves people in a preeminent way because he made us in his own image and likeness. And he can pour that love into our hearts as well through the gift of wisdom. Sometimes it's difficult to love certain people, people who have hurt us, people that we don't understand, people who are pushing things in the wrong direction. But Jesus is able to say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that's not easy it's the gift of wisdom that really helps us it leads to the perfection of charity and it fills our hearts with with love uh, for uh, for different people and in different situations we also we talk about people who are really guided by the by the heart who can't always explain their actions but they seem to choose the right things, and maybe you can think of somebody in your own life that who's like that, and you say they're just so good, and and you say why why do you do this? And I say I don't I don't know, you know, it's uh, my heart is leading me, and that's a that can be the gift of wisdom that's working in them. I think of someone like uh, Brother Andre Saint Andre Bessette, who was a, a simple lay brother in Canada at the Oratory of Saint Joseph in Montreal. And he's not the kind of person, you know, naturally, when we're attracted to a certain saint, we like to look for the things that they said or the things that they wrote. And we like to kind of capture some of their insight, some of their understanding. But uh, Saint Andre Bissett, you won't see him quoted very much. Or if you do, it will be a a little phrase or maybe a sentence. You won't find any treatises that he wrote and you won't get any uh, profound ideas that he had. Just very simple ideas led by the heart. He saw someone in need. He understood that St. Joseph loves. he took take a little oil from the lamp burning in front of the statue of St. Joseph in the oratory chapel and anointed one person after another. And they had these miraculous healings. <laughs> and we see that just that wisdom at work. It's a gift of wisdom at work. He just loved everybody who came to the door and just wanted to help them and did that in the most simple ways. And so that's where we see we can often associate wisdom with uh with scholarship or with intelligence or uh, those who are have a lot of degrees or those who have a lot of good ideas or with innovation. But wisdom is something for little ones. Wisdom is the kind of thing that Jesus praised when he said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Although you have hidden these things from the learned and the wise, you have revealed them to the merest of children. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. And that's the kind of wisdom that little ones can have. Little ones who can love as God loves, even though they don't understand as God understands. They may not have an abundance of intelligence or particularly the gift of understanding, but they love as God loves. And, and that's the gift of wisdom and, and is a, really a, a profound gift and one that we should all pray for.
0: And going off of what you said there is that children don't normally spend a lot of time talking things out and figuring things out. They normally just do stuff. Um, and, and it's constantly an, an action of motion and very rarely discussing about how the process works or what the process is. They're just out doing actions. And I think that that is part of of whenever we often bring up, you know, you have to live as little children, you know, they're very rarely staying still, you know, sometimes it's just children are anxious and they, they want to do something, you know, they don't have a perspective of time that other people, that you know elderly people have, just for a simple fact that if you've only been alive for four years, 20 minutes is a way bigger percentage of your life than it is if you've been alive for 40 years. Just simple math. So I see that the way that I've been hearing this, and, and, and again, maybe my, my mind has changed over the years, is that the action that the children take is a big part of it. You know, you never know if it's gonna work. As you just said before, I I don't know why I did this, but I did. And there is a an inherent learning that comes from action, that is not the same as sitting in a, in a classroom and getting you know lectured at. You know, granted, it's a great way to learn physics that way, but you also can learn physics by running headfirst into a wall and seeing what the reaction is. Um, both of which will teach you the same effect because the rules are the same. So when we're looking here in the context of, of God, it it reminds me of a, a, a conversation we had earlier when we were talking about lukewarm souls, you know, sometimes the most important thing is just to have momentum and do a lot of actions and, and to try it, to try the faith and how doing that, whether we realize it or not leads us to, coming to a a situation where we're better with christ and i guess in that regards because it's not consciously thought of it flows right into the initial example you gave us in our very first episode of discussing the gifts of the holy spirit we just get a jolt of inspiration not totally sure why it's happening or how it's happening but it works and that's something that that having ourselves open to and and just having energy and activeness could really help us. And and like I said, I know that's not exactly the message you were giving there, but that's the, the takeaway that I got that I think would, would help a lot of us out there in our day-to-day lives.
1: Yeah. The, uh, sometimes wisdom is described as an experiential knowledge. That's not, not so much a scientific, uh, experience like data collection but but an experiential knowledge that the kind of knowledge that you would have uh, of your wife maybe joe the you know it's like i know her well well de- describe how she operates well no i just i know her <laughs> and and we have a we have a knowledge of people that comes through love That's not a deductive process. That's not something that we gathered some data together and we drew some conclusions about this person. It's not a kind of scientific knowledge that we um, have by experiment, but rather an experiential knowledge that comes through love. And that loving knowledge is is really important. We have a, a way of anticipating people. And it's that loving knowledge of God above all, primarily, that... We really want to strive for in the Christian life, we ultimately can't describe God completely; we run out of words, we run out of concepts, uh, but we can know him, and the difference between knowing about him and knowing him uh, could be a description of the difference between the gift of understanding and the gift of wisdom. The gift of wisdom is really about knowing God with the heart, with the perspective of love and and that's also why the uh especially in the Latin tradition, wisdom is the word sapientia, and it's very closely related to the word to taste, sapere. And so sometimes the, uh, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, the other Latin fathers or doctors of the church would describe wisdom as that that taste of, of knowledge that comes through love. We We can taste it. It's a little different than just hearing it, or knowing it, or seeing it, those all have a kind of distance to them. By the time that we're tasting something, it's in our mouths. It's becoming a part of us in a different way. That sense of taste is is unique in that way. Uh, smell would be something similar, and and sometimes we can't call, talk about the scent of holiness. But again, because of the nature of the words, sapere and sapientia the the connection with taste has been especially important, and so it's the kind of knowledge that we that we taste the other we have a taste for uh, for someone or something, and we have a sense of truth that is not deductive reasoning, not a collection of facts, not a matter of drawing conclusions. It's something a little deeper than that. Again, that that knowledge of the heart or a a taste for how how things are. And the fact is that that's a more trustworthy knowledge, and it's often a deeper knowledge and a more encompassing knowledge. And so we want to really have divine wisdom. Of course, divine wisdom and, and divine understanding are both very important and both very good. But that divine wisdom is, you know, maybe accessible to an even wider variety of people. Uh, as I was mentioning earlier, the little ones can have access to uh, divine wisdom.
0: Yeah, and there's just something about, I mean, you, you just outline doing stuff. I mean, that's how you get experiential learning. And, you know, I, I think that that's just, you know, as, as we discussed, widening the tunnel to make us open, going out and, and trying. And, you know, or, or in the beginning of this episode or in the last episode, we discussed about, you know, praying for your enemies and those who persecute you. Um, that's kind of the, the ultimate goal. You know, we can start, you know, on easy mode with this by saying, you know, who are the people that we like now? Let, let's pray and treat them with more love than we have before. Because just as you mentioned that there's no true way to articulate exactly what God is because inevitably we just run out of concepts and words, as you mentioned, in terms of actions, there's always a way to get closer to it and a way to to get clearer to it. And starting with those that you're already close with and good with makes it easier to do it for than those who you're neutral with who you may not have a long-standing relationship, good, bad, or otherwise. And then as you grow in that, it just becomes easier and easier. Um, an example that's coming to my mind now is those people that are scared of groups or are inherently shy. You know, sometimes it normally goes, they make one friend, you know, over a process, kind of dip their foot in the pole, then experience someone else and just kind of gradually grow and then they feel comfortable with the group as totality and us and our actions with love with those around us could be the same way so that's that was my thought of there and then ultimately you know we get to the goal of uh of praying for everyone and wanting to be an exhibit of love towards everyone and not just towards a few select so like i said that was my takeaway there and and kind of as i articulated it that seems like Essentially, what the message that Jesus has said many times throughout the the various parables, mm-hmm. so like I said that's just a thought that I had there um and, and I want to give you the floor here as as we're coming down the home stretch a little bit of today's episode
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and you know sometimes there has been this uh this idea that's that's promoted a sometimes it's a little bit of a distinction between the dominican school and the franciscan school the the franciscans might say you can't know what you don't love the dominicans might say you can't love what you don't know and of course the the reality is there's a mutuality in those two points of view and in fact both of those schools saint thomas and saint bonaventure would nuance those concepts a great deal Uh, they can't be taken in such a simplistic way but the idea that we can be led by the heart that we that we come to know more fully that which we love you know there's a there's a kind of motivation that love provides for understanding more deeply and the gift of wisdom in that sense can open us more fully even to the gift of understanding. Likewise, the gift of understanding, as we come to know and and see the ultimate purpose in something, as I uh, mentioned in our program on the gift of understanding, when you see a house just as an economic interest, that's very different than when you see a house as a home, a place where people, uh, family grows and comes to know the Lord, grows in holiness and where saints are formed. That's a very different perspective. Or if you only see a house as a contractor, seeing all of the problems in it and and seeing it as uh, how much it needs to be fixed up, as opposed to seeing a house with the marks on the wall that are because it, that those are the children's heights at each year of their life, and seeing a. a banged up wall, that's because uh, one of the children went into the wall in some particularly rambunctious moment and some other uh, broken item that was never quite fixed up, but always became part of the character of that house. When we have that understanding of of things towards their ultimate end, they can become more lovable to us. And uh, as I said, when we have that love for something, we can end up getting a deeper understanding. We're motivated to see it more deeply and to come to understand it uh, more fully. And so, so we can really see the ways that the mind and the heart are meant to work more synergistically, one supporting the other. And also, uh, you know, as we've talked about, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not the kind of thing that we uh, sort of master or create, they're gifts. They are actions of God. He has given us the capacity to receive each one of them. As we receive them more, that tends to open us up to widen the tunnel, as you've used that expression a number of times. And uh, we can be more available to those gifts. We can't sort of uh, create them for ourselves. We can be be docile to them. But there are also virtues that go along with these different gifts that we can use. And going along with the gift of understanding would be the virtue of faith to see things from a divine perspective, to see divinely revealed truths, uh, to see as God sees. And going along with the gift of wisdom would be the the virtue of charity, to love God above all things and to love others for his sake. And we can use the virtues. The virtues are um, essentially under the control of our will uh, and we can choose to act on them to see more through faith, to exercise the virtue of faith, to exercise the virtue of charity, to make an act of love, to make an act of belief. We do this uh, in a number of times in liturgical settings. We, we profess the creed, for example, that's an act of belief. We express our love for God, that's an act of love. And the more that we use them, then they also grow, we become more receptive to the grace of God at work in us. So, but then when we receive one of those uh, gifts, the the Holy Spirit moving through the gift of understanding, or the Holy Spirit moving through the gift of wisdom, that has a way of really advancing the virtues, uh, solidifying them, strengthening them, so that having loved once supernaturally through the gift of wisdom, we come to love even more all the time through the the virtue of charity, and and that's how the the Holy Spirit really perfects us, transforms us, makes us a new creation, makes us more like Jesus Christ, forms us more into saints. I mentioned a few times that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are really Jesus' own qualities at work in us through the Holy Spirit. And we could say with Archbishop uh, Luis Martinez, the ser- servant of God, his cause for canonization is underway. But he was an archbishop in Mexico and wrote a number of beautiful books, including the book The Sanctifier. And in that book, he describes how the Holy Spirit is the great artisan. He is a master worker. And what is his masterpiece? His masterpiece is Jesus Christ. It's the union of God and uh, a human being. So the, the, the incarnation of the word in Jesus Christ. That's his masterpiece. And then basically, he just does that over and over again. In each one of us, he's transforming our humanity more and more into uh, a divinized humanity that we would become more and more like Jesus Christ, more and more like the word. And he does that through these various gifts, giving us an infusion of love, an infusion of understanding. And in in doing that, it really changes uh, our inner structure, our, our interior to be able to know and to love like Jesus does.
0: And going off of that, what we have found for those that actively participate in the faith is that the more love you give out, ultimately, the more you receive. It's one of these things that it, that it's not a finite amount. It's not like you give away a slice of pizza and now there's no pizza left for you. It's a multiplier. As you give it, if you give love out, it just has a way of growing and reinforcing yourself, and I think that that is ultimately, um you know, the, the the proof in the pudding. That that what we've discussed this whole time is using the gifts to try to become more like God, to become more understanding of God, and it's really that giving of love back and forth is really how it happens. Yes, there's an element of faith there that that it will returning. Yes, there's an element of charity and giving the love out, and those are the words trying to describe it. But at the end of the day, it's doing well to others and, and truly loving them. And I think that that is the most rewarding part that you get of the faith. And, you know, as we've discussed many times, it's been around for over 2,000 years. There has to be some real kernels of greatness in here, and this is certainly one of them. The more love that you give out, the more that it grows, and the better that it is for everyone. So with that being said, we thank everyone for listening here today, um, and we will be with you here again next week.